but yeah, he just like randomly texted me out of the blue and I had actually deleted his number because I had like previously ignored his text, uh, like years ago. And so <laughs> I still have his, I still had his number memorized a minute. I saw the number out. I literally, okay. I remember it clear as day. I was in old Navy dressing room. <laughs> I, I I rarely shop at Old Navy, but they were having a great deal as they always do. Uh, so rightly so. I was in the Old Navy dressing room. I saw his digits, literally his digits, the numbers, because <laughs> I don't have it where you can read the text. And I think I blacked out because somehow <laughs> I I was sitting on the bench, and I don't remember like going from a standing try-on position to sitting on the bench. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. So... Guess what happened to me this week? I know. Tell everyone. <laughs> I got a million views on my TikTok. <laughs> Literally. I'm better than all of you. It's fine. Um, you know, I have more followers on TikTok than I ever had on, on YouTube. I just want to point that out as well. That's hilarious. My four you- years of work I put into on YouTube, the heavy and rigorous editing and cinematic storytelling I try to do with my makeup videos. And now I have way more views on my stupid TikTok. I was just like, if anybody is going to go viral, it's going to be Emily. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I just feel like it's quality, you know? Your it's TikToks stupid are quality. quality. It's, it's funny. stupid quality. <laughs> it's my stuff I think about at 2 a.m. And I'm just like, oh, this is a thought that society should be aware of that I have. I can't even take full credit for it, though, because Loki, the one that went viral was a clip from the television show Debt to Me, and I just made a comment at the end (laughs) about it. So really, I should be thanking Christina Applegate. That's who I should be thanking. You should tag her. (laughs) Like, hey, thanks for a million views. Then she'd probably have it taken down. We don't want that happening. Oh, yeah, I'm no, just don't, don't do that. Don't do I'm that. I'm just waiting for that to happen now. It's just for it to get taken down. That's what we're just waiting for. So, yeah, I've gained, I've tripled the amount of followers I've gotten on TikTok, but I have not gained any followers on my Instagram. So that's really why I got on TikTok as another outlet for my, to get Instagram followers. It's like why I put my Instagram profile on my dating apps as well. It's just, just for me to get followers. That's literally the only reason I put it on there. (laughs) That's really funny. Do I get creepy followers from Tinder? Yes, but it's still a follow. They still like my picture. It still counts. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm just thriving off of that now. I now have to compete with that. Um, My last viral TikTok I had was of my dog. So my dog has been dethroned by Christina Applegate. It's fine. And now I now have to dethrone Christina Applegate with myself. So that's exactly. what I have to, now you I have have to go up. viral. I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> Got to come up with something really good. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I wish all the other ones that I've poured like 
my heart sweating tears like my quarantine crew one that i made that one that i like i asked people to submit videos for and like i edited that and like final cut like i wish that one would have been viral but that only has like 200 views so it's quality it's quality come on guys so if you're not following me on tiktok please follow me it's emily.elise a-l-e-c-e i'll put it in the show notes as well as follows hannah follow hannah as well my content's not that great. You post singing videos. That's what matters. Yeah. You get to hear your beautiful voice, and that's what we want to hear. True. You don't want to hear so. me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like, picture you doing a TikTok, like the ones that I do, like which is just comedy commentary. I'm trying to like imagine you doing that. I think I need to just do at my twin on TikTok. Oh, that one girl who yes. does like she um. She does uh, TikToks of, like, the two guys from BuzzFeed um, all the time. I don't know what her name is, but she looks just like you. Yeah, she really does. It's kind of crazy. She looks more like your sister than your actual sister does. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I agree. She really looks like me. I need eyebrows. to, like, I need to like dress up, like, one of her TikToks that she's done. And you got to like do a middle part. It. Yep, and do at her. Yeah, you got to do a middle part. I also probably need um, to cut my hair, right? Yeah, she has shorter hair than you. You need to cut your hair in general. You guys, H- Hannah has horse girl hair right now. Like her hair <laughs> is down to her butt crack. It's ridiculous. It's down to my waist, okay? Okay, but like, are you sitting on it? Are you sitting on it yet? No. Okay, but I'm just, I'm waiting for the day that you sit on it accidentally, and that's that's a clear sign that you need a haircut. <laughs> Los Angeles is on lockdown till August, which is when I was planning on moving to Los Angeles. So I really don't know how open my future is. It feels very bleak right now with the like it being on lockdown. I had decided that I am going to make a short film. I've had like many different ideas for a couple short films recently. I don't really do short films. I've never I've only written one short film in my life and that was an undergrad. I mainly write television and I wrote a whole full length feature film. But shorts have never been, like, my thing. But I'm like, hey, let's challenge myself. And it's something that I feel like I could shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, Very minimum key crew and, like, very minimum cast. And I can do it over the summer. But I had one that was, like, a five-minute comedy. Very simple. It's something I would upload on Vimeo and I wouldn't really submit it. But then the other day, I had an idea for a short film that would be, like, half hour. And if it's good enough, could submit it to festivals in 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if I win certain festivals, like, okay, for instance, the River Run Film Festival is a film festival in North Carolina where we live. And the school that I went to is associated with them, yada, yada, yada. So they have different categories for those films. So, for instance, say that I made a short film. If it won Best Short Film at the River Run Film Festival, it automatically is in consideration for best short film at the oscars like it would go into yeah like it would go into so like when they send out the films to be considered for a nomination that my film would if i was to win best short film at river run it would be selected in one of those films to go out to be considered for a nomination so it'd be a pretty big deal and i have full support with from my former mentors My, my former mentor actually won his oscar for best short film so he is fully supporting me on this. He really wants me to do something like this. Yeah. 
So we shall see where this goes. I'm not going into it with the idea that, oh my God, I really want an Oscar. Or I, like yeah. the, film, the film festivals is just like the perk of having a short film. It's like, well, why not just submit it? Why not make a campaign for it? Why not? And especially with the team that I'm creating for it. I know the team that I have, they're going to want to do that. Like That's their idea, especially with my producer, Epiphany, who we've had on the podcast before. She is somebody who probably would be producing it, and that's like her whole like thing. So that's obviously like a perk to it, but it's not the overall goal. So stay tuned. I will definitely keep you guys updated on that. I am in the process of finishing up a draft of it. So once things get rolling, I'll let you guys know. And I can gotta yeah. keep you guys updated within the Facebook community for sure. One person I have considered, I'm working with my one of my best friends who was going to direct it. One person we have considered because I want to star in it. I had debated for a while if I wanted to direct it because if I was to win like the Oscar, like then I would get the Oscar. But like if you write it, you also get the Oscar. Either yeah. way, you get an Oscar. Either way, there's an Oscar. <laughs> but I really want to act in it. Uh, so I was thinking the other day about who I wanted to be my co-star for it. And the one person I thought of was the actor that I dated because I do, even though like we broke up, we ended on things on a good like terms and I do admire him as an actor. I think he is phenomenal. I mean, literally while the dude was dumping me, I was like, I know you're going to be famous one day. Like, I think you're an amazing Mm -hmm. actor. You have so much talent and I really believe in you. And I mean, he said the same things about me and everything, but we're going to see if we can work together and if exes really are, you know, if you can really reunite with them, which leads us into today's topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, exes. I have a lot of them. Hannah recycles hers. Here we are. <laughs> hey, you reduce, reuse, recycle. You're saving the environment from fuckboys. It's fine. And my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a weird time right now with quarantine. I feel like I've heard of a lot of my friends, especially getting texts from their exes. So it's a weird time. Like you're feeling lonely. Maybe you want to reach out to an old flame just to keep you company. But then one thing that we also noticed, too, is me has an ex and I want to be friends with this person and I want to work with this person. Hannah you've reconciled with your ex so you're now dating again like you've mm-hmm. mended that whole thing and you're able to do it so i thought this would be a really interesting topic and we asked you guys your personal opinion and your questions that you had about dealing with exes and like in various different forms like friendships boundaries getting back together with them how do you maintain a you know a healthy relationship with them after the relationship so that is what we're going to be talking about today and the first question we had is, should you text your ex during quarantine? Like I just said, I feel like I've seen a lot of our friends getting text messages mm-hmm. from their ex-boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And it's thoroughly entertaining for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it does bring some drama into our quarantine. So <laughs> Our Marco Polo is popping. <laughs> oh my gosh, our Marco Polo is always popping. <laughs> but I have never, me personally, I have never had an ex like reach back out to me after we ended things. Like Usually... I am not friends with my ex afterwards. Like, it's usually, like, block, unfollow. Like, we burn all the bridges. So it's interesting when I see my friends, like, still maintaining healthy relationships with their significant others, like, after the relationship. And I think 
we're texting your ex like during quarantine we're all feeling like super lonely and a former flame doesn't sound half bad sometimes but i think it could be worse for your mental health do you really miss them or are you just lonely that's the thing that pops into my head i feel like right now with quarantine like most people are lonely like if i was if my ex who i hadn't talked to like forever like if the doctor texted me one Hmm. hell would be frozen over let's just be real but like if him if him or any of my other exes texted me like while we're in quarantine i'm automatically going to be suspicious and just think that you're just lonely and that you really don't care about reconnecting with me what are your thoughts yeah i definitely feel like if it's out of the blue especially during quarantine then they're probably just bored or lonely or need some sort of entertainment um, definitely don't feel like that would be genuine at all. But if it was somebody that like you you kept in contact with like every couple weeks or every couple months, just like as in like casual check-ins or like your casual hope you're doing well text. I don't really know mm-hmm. if people actually do that or not. But I feel like if you had some sort of contact with them prior to quarantine, then it might be a little bit different. Um, but I feel like if they're just texting you out of the blue, then like that's a hard that'd be a hard no for me because I'm like, eh. You have other intentions with this, and they don't seem good. Yeah. Like, I just think about one of our friends. She got a text from her ex-boyfriend, and he was like, just checking in to make sure everything's okay. And it's just like, you didn't care about how she was when you were dating her. Like, why are you suddenly now interested in her mental health and how she's handling all of this right now? Like, yeah, there's just things where you kind of also don't deserve to know how I'm doing right now. Like, if, especially how things ended. Yeah, exactly. Like, if things ended badly, like, if any of my exes texted me, like, most of my relationships did end badly. So, if, like, my, any of my exes texted me, it's like, um, sir, you don't get to know how I'm doing. There's a reason I unfollowed you or blocked you because you don't deserve that right anymore. So, And I, I feel like people, like, I feel like people use, like pandemics and hurricanes and and like crazy things like that to reach out like after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend about a month later we had a really bad hurricane and I was working in a school system at the time so we were trying to get all the kids home and then like ourselves Mm -hmm. home and he like out of the blue like texted me and and was like I just needed to know you were safe like I can't do this without you and I was like you had a month buddy (laughs) to like like talk to me i i like reached out to ask and i'm like you used a hurricane people are using pandemics like oh, yeah, where you're where looking were for a reason you? yeah like where were you during the good you know yeah so, you're looking think, they're looking yep. for an excuse they're like oh like like with me like granted have zero animosity towards the actor like again trying to be friends with him <laughs> yeah but like I posted on my story like this past like last Saturday that I graduated and he replied to that story. Congratulations. And I'm like, yeah, you just dumped me like two days ago. Please don't talk to me right now. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy to yeah. talk to you. I said, thank you. Cause I'm a decent person. Yeah. Well, and you, <laughs> and you want to be able to like work with him and talk yes. to him and be yes. a friend. So, but I was like timing dude, timing. <laughs> and then leading into that, another question we had was, and we had so many questions underneath can you be friends with an ex so Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of hit some different bullet points but as far as being friends with an ex 
How long do you think you should wait? And what exactly are the boundaries for going about being friends with an ex? Once things have definitively ended, it's best to wait a few days or so before reaching out platonically. Giving your former partner that time and space to come to terms with the state of your relationship is a much more effective way to maintain a healthy friendship. Especially if you're the one that ended it, you should let the dump be determine the timing of the friendship that's at least what me and the actor did uh because mm-hmm. he said he wanted to be friends and i was like i don't know like how soon i can do that and he was like on your time completely on your time whenever you are ready reach out to me like i'll be here like completely yeah. up to you so i was very thankful for that because i do think i have seen scenarios with friends where they want like one person who was dumping the other person like wanted to be friends and, like, they were contacting them, like, so soon, like, after the breakup. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, timing. Like, I haven't, I'm still mourning this relationship and definitely think that you should be able to have that experience before diving in. That's a clear boundary. Like, you had to make sure that person's over you before you can get into that friendship. Yeah, definitely. I also think that you definitely shouldn't be sending any late night text. That can really send the wrong message to mm-hmm. the person yeah. that you're trying to to you know be friends with yeah you should be clear with your intentions like when it comes to being friends like so like thinking about it like are you hoping that they'll get back together with you i don't think you're i I definitely don't think you should be ready for that like like, i mean i did that with the guy i was in love with in college and John 10 like I set myself up for failure on that one (laughs) but like are you still in love with them would you be pissed if you saw them on a date if you are answering yes to any of those in my opinion then it's a no you have to really set up the mind like okay if you were i think if you were friends with them before you dated it's probably a lot easier for you to be friends after you dated but if there was none of that friendship prior it's completely different territory you don't know how this person is like when they're just friends if you were friends prior i think it makes it a little bit easier oh yeah and thinking about it like the exes that i am like sort of friends with and chill with like we were friends before anything happened. Mm-hmm. So we know how to be platonic in that way. Yeah. I wasn't really friends with anyone before I dated them. <laughs> so I don't really know what that's like. I don't think I could do it. Most of my guy friends, I end up dating them. <laughs> that's just how yeah. my life is. <laughs> yes. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like I don't really have any guy friends because they end up either developing feelings for me and I don't get them back. Or they do develop feelings for me. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And we just <laughs> date because I just don't want to be alone. Yeah, then, I, I, I've had them fall for me or me fall for them and it not be reciprocated on both both ways, <laughs> which is So, fun. yeah, it's just shit out, you're just shit out of luck, it's basically. It's like, okay, we're not friends anymore. Cool, bye. Cool, 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 cool. Or we try to be. Okay, cool, bye. <laughs> so the person who did the dumping could reach out because they're feeling super guilty about the situation and think that, oh, by, like, being friends, it's a way to help the dumpy, like, with the guilt and, like, the pain of the end of the relationship. I've never been the one to do the dumping. Hannah, you have. Have Did you ever feel like that happened with you? Like, did you oh, ever feel yeah. like, like you reached out to be friends just to kind of help with the pain of it all? Yeah, in like a couple scenarios, yes. With my ex, no. With the guy I'm dating, he dumped me. So <laughs> it's the only time I've been dumped. Fun fact. 
<laughs> After that, you're like, nope, not doing that again. Literally, I was like, the ball is in my court from here on out because that literally broke me as a 15 year old. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, fun times. But think about it like this. Okay. So, like, this is the thing I always think about, like, when it comes to being friends with the ex. And this is something that I've recently had to think about with the actor. Say you're getting coffee with them and you see that they got a new match on Tinder, like that notification pops up on their phone. How would that make you feel? Would you be sad? Would you be angry? Would you be irate? Like, would you be indifferent about it? Indifference is the best feeling you could have about it because that means you just don't care. You're not, you're not, you're not upset. You're not angry. You're not happy. You have literally zero regards for that. So being indifferent towards your ex, I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect feeling to be, especially if you want to be friends because it means like you just, things don't work out. Cool. Like you no hard feelings, but I think it depends um, because most of the reasons that my relationships ended were because the person wasn't ready for a relationship. So it also depends on how soon it was. Like if me and the actor went and hung out like next week and I saw he got a Tinder notification, I'd be like, thought you weren't ready for a relationship, bruh. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Cool. But like if it's like months later, you clearly both moved on. Like I'm fine then clearly. But at that point, it's like depending on how close it was, it's like, oh, so it was me and not you. Like, it really was me. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So this is like something that I've had to think about, though, when it comes to setting boundaries as far as being friends with an ex, because a lot of people say, well, you got to be comfortable if they were to talk about like their new girlfriend or like who they're dating or whatever, because friends talk about that kind of stuff. And I don't think you have to talk about that kind of stuff. I think the person should have enough respect for you to set that boundary. And if they don't, you should set that boundary and be like, look, I want to be friends with you, but we cannot talk about each other's dating life. Like it's just common decency. I mean, I have had to draw the line with some exes before because they wanted to talk about like their sex life with me. And it's like, I really don't want to hear about you and this girl. Like I, I, I really, I have no feelings towards you. Like we're chill. It's been years since we dated, but I'm like, I don't really want, I don't think about you in any way, honestly. I don't really want to hear about this kind of thing. So I think it's just, you know, treat it almost like it was a brother kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to hear about your Mm -mm. your brother's girlfriends and stuff that they're doing together. Like, yeah, that's how I would approach it. Yeah. Like with that kind of boundary. Yeah, I definitely feel like it just kind of depends. Like if it's, like you said, if it's close to when the breakup happened, then I feel like it would be a lot harder to see that notification pop up but i feel like if it's like a year or two later and you've let go of the situation then like you said if you feel indifferent about it then i feel like that's a great place to be so mm-hmm. if it's two years later and you're still hung up on that i'm so sorry i can't say much though because for me like i said i'm not gonna be chill with seeing any of the any of my exes on a date only one i'm gonna be chill with is the dude i dated in high school yeah it's <laughs> because i was 17 but like it took me four years to be okay with seeing the college boy with a new girl. And that was because he literally graduated and moved away. (laughs) However, when we try to be friends, I went into that friendship with bad intentions, hoping he would change and fall in love with me and admit his feelings and we'd be happy ever after. He was literally the summer to my Tom. If you've (laughs) seen 500 Days of Summer, it literally genders reversed. Like that was us. So I think before you can ever be friends, you have to allow yourself to grieve that relationship and feel those emotions. For me recently with the actor, it's like, Oh, I want to be friends like now. And it's like, 
I need to process this. It would happen like a week ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, very true. Which does, in quarantine, it doesn't feel like it was a week ago. It feels like five weeks ago. Yes. But <laughs> allow, I, so quickly, I think people want to get over relationships and just move on and not have to deal with the pain. Guys, especially. I think that's why guys, like, they realize their emotions towards their exes, like, months later where girls have already grieved the whole thing. Because for me, I don't want to have to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. But in order to move on, I ha- you're mourning the loss of something. Yeah. Like, it literally, like, my therapist and I talked about this. She was like, you're literally mourning a loss. It is like a death. You had somebody in your life who was consistent that you opened up to, you were vulnerable with. And now they're no longer there. Mm-hmm. You have to mourn that or else you will never get past it. Yep. It's very true. And you can deny that you and say you feel fine. I did. And then I got into a new relationship to distract myself from that. And then when that ended, it was like a culmination of everything unboiling. And I had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And my, my therapist was like, you didn't allow yourself to mourn the doctor. Like, you just immediately got into a new relationship to distract yourself because you didn't want to process those emotions yet. Yeah. And now you're having to process the emotions from that and the emotions from this relationship, and it's just a chaotic mess. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you have to treat it like a death. That's the only way for you to properly grieve it and be able to get over it quicker is allowing yourself to go through the process. Hmm. That's what I think. And until you can go through that process, I don't think you can be friends. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever really successfully been friends with an ex. And I also don't really feel like I've ever actually really wanted to be friends with an ex Mm because I feel like too much has happened for me to let like let those thoughts go and let those Mm -hmm. feelings go, I guess. Speaking for like my long term relationships, the only person I can think of is my guy friend from high school who was in love with me. We're still friends, but we really don't talk very often. Um, yeah. If anything, it's like random. And then um, I haven't seen him in years. He Remember lives when he found a, out he was my neighbor? Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> he's I had no a, idea he was my neighbor yeah, in college. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a great guy. But he's really the only one I've successfully stayed friends with that had we where we had where we both had some sort of interest in each other. And it was just always at like weird. Your timing it's was always never weird right. timing. Yeah, yeah. And we're just better friends, honestly. But that's a good point that you bring up, how, like, you never had an interest in being friends with any of your exes. And I kind of had that same feeling. Like I said, like, I always burn the bridges with my exes afterwards. It's like, I, you've hurt me so much that I want nothing to do with you kind of thing. Or, like, I mean, that's how I was with the doctor. That's how I was with, I mean, with all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, I, it, and even the the guy from college, it's like, I don't stay friends with you because I wanted you to fall in love with me eventually yeah <laughs> and like, need more time i don't feel like i don't feel like i could could be friends with them yeah like yeah. i felt like i would like you had said like in the back of my mind would want them to fall in love with me because obviously i was with them for a reason and i loved them and i cared for them and so like for me to try to be friends i feel like there'd be some sort of like underlying thing that i was trying to i don't know make happen and yeah I also just felt like me knowing me, I don't think I could just be friends with them. I think it would have made me made it harder for me to move on and like be in another kind of relationship with somebody new. You also just feel very deeply when you're in relationships. Yeah, I think. And I like it's like I always say, like, if you can stay friends with an ex, it's because 
you're both either still in love with each other or you never loved each other to begin with. That's mm-hmm. the only way you can be friends. And I think it's unfair to be friends with somebody who you know was still in love with you. Yeah, for sure. That's so unfair. Like, if you don't feel the same way, that's so unfair to that other person. But mm-hmm. I know with the actor, like, you asked me this today, honestly. You were like, would you be okay, like, being friends with him or and, like, working with him and trying to maintain that? Or do you just, or would it be better just to let him go? Like, completely. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I had to sit there and think about it because I do have that fear of, like, abandonment. Mm-hmm. And, like, people just, like, I hate when people leave my life, even though, if, like, they're bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, like, the loss of losing somebody from my life is so hard for me, which mm-hmm. is why I, I honestly don't get close to a lot of people. It's because I don't have to go through that loss. Like, losing a friend, depending on the friend, because sometimes if it's just a natural fight, it fade out. Like, I don't even notice it sometimes, honestly. But, like, <laughs> if you go through an actual, like, friend breakup, like, that's hard. And then it's like, we didn't even date like for two months and I was just like thinking about it. I was like, I would rather be his friend and be and work on establishing boundaries to where we could work together because I value him so much as a creative partner mm-hmm. that I would be willing to put in the work and the effort to get back to being just collaborative partners who work artistically well together mm-hmm. than be then like the having the idea like oh maybe he'll fall in love with me or something like that and we'll get back together yeah. like i would be willing to put in the work that i needed to in order to get to that place yeah because the connection we had as far as being creative partners and like working together as artists i don't get that feeling with a lot of people mm-hmm. and it was very inspirational and motivational and i like having people like that in my life yeah. I and the field we work the field I work in like is so competitive. And it's to find somebody who shares and understands your vision, especially when your vision is very unique, like I feel mine is, like and I'm not just bragging and saying, "Oh, like I'm unique," but like <laughs> my sense of comedy is not your standard comedy that you see out on television. It's not like Friends or any like your traditional sitcoms. Like it's a very unique style of comedy that I always so many people understand and enjoy and he was one of those people who enjoyed it and i was like working with him and having somebody to like bounce ideas off of having somebody who could be a go-to person for my projects like it's a very handy thing to have and i don't get that connection with anybody else i don't have that connection with anybody else and it's something that i would want to work on establishing Mm -hmm. instead of just trying to find somebody new yeah i feel like i feel like if you're willing to put in the work then i feel like it will be a successful friendship yeah. for sure. And that's the thing. You have to put in the work. Oh, both yeah. Of, both of us do. We have to both make, of us have you, to. you have to make the decision like you just did to say, I'm not going to go in with the intention to make him fall in love with me. And I don't want to let him go for my life permanently. So therefore I'm going to put aside those feelings as best as I can set boundaries and establish a friendship. And so. that's why we, end, that's why he ended things. I think the when he did, because I think he was aware that, He's like, I value her too much and respect her too much as a collaborative partner, as a friend, than to continue this on with me being confused on what I want. Because if, I mean, if it had continued on, I mean, I think it would have gotten worse and it would have been harder to maintain that friendship. So it was a very mature and responsible thing, which I have never encountered in a breakup before. (laughs) It was a very much a first for me. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But one thing that I've never 
done as far as exes, like to maintain that friendship. Because I said, I burn all the bridges. Another question we got was, do you text your ex like on birthdays or holidays or anything like that? Like as far as like keeping that communication, I never have. And I think it depends on your intentions and how things ended, whether or not you should do it. If you, I, cause I know some people just do it just to be like, Hey, what's up? I still here. Just kind of like mind fuck you a little bit. And just like to keep you on the top of their brains. I know guys who do this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. So if that's your reasoning, don't do that. Don't be an asshole. But yeah, no, I don't really, I wouldn't care if any of my exes text me happy birthday. I'd be like, this is fucking weird. Why the fuck are you texting me happy birthday? I'd probably just <laughs> like it. Like where you like thumbs up it. <laughs> cool. I thumbs down it. Honestly. Like, honestly. Which I've heard about people Put who the got- question mark. <laughs> I should have done this when I when the when the musician dumped me over text. I should have done this. Um, someone thumbs someone got dumped on Twitter via text message, and they thumbs down. That's awesome. <laughs> they were like, "I think we should break up," and they like did a thumbs down. Down it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna save that. If hopefully it never happens, but like if it does, that's gold. <laughs> um, I actually. I actually was that person um, <laughs> that you that you discussed earlier. Unfortunately, in high school, the manipulator, <laughs> the manipulator, a little bit. Well, he did the same to me, so therefore, okay, so we don't were, be Hannah. We were both manipulators, but it's with the guy that I'm dating right now. I used to text <laughs> him happy <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> That's not toxic or anything. Um, but then. I was like, well, this is dumb. And I actually just decided to like let go of him completely uh, for a while. And um, look at how that worked out. <laughs> but my intentions were totally to pop back up on uh-huh. purpose to make uh-huh. him think of me. But I think if you have genuine intentions, then sure. Uh, so don't <laughs> think it's like the best idea. But don't be like me because that's terrible. That was yeah, also just- high school me <laughs> and I loved attention. So because you stopped loving attention. You know, as you got older. <laughs> I love the attention from a lot of people. Now I only want it from a select few. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And then okay. the people that need to listen to my music whenever it comes out. Once I can. And, and the podcast followers. Oh, yeah. And the podcast. <laughs> okay. So what about when your ex is in a new relationship? Can you stay friends or should you bow out? I know you have some personal feelings about this. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Okay, so this is not to say you can't be friends with them while one or both of you are in a relationship, but you have to give each new relationship time to develop on its own. It's difficult to establish trust with someone new if you're still in constant contact with your ex. Here's the thing, my friends. If you still have feelings for said ex, do not be friends with them right off the bat. Because the minute you see them with another girl, it is going to rip your heart into 50 different pieces and you're going to want to be that manipulator and pop back in. And it is not healthy. It's toxic. So, (laughs) in my opinion, I would bow out because if I was trying to be friends with my ex, (laughs) that's the first problem for me. Um... (laughs) The minute I saw them with somebody else, it here's the thing. <laughs> my ex, after we broke up, I you know, I started dating somebody new and then like a month later I think he started dating someone new. 
And even though I wasn't with him and I was with somebody else, like it was still hard to see him progress in a relationship with her, especially at the rate that all of my friends who felt the need to tell me what was happening with them. Um, that was not me. They, I want to include that it was not me. me. Yeah, this was people from college who would be like, did you see so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so? And I think for me, it was hard to see him doing the things that I wanted him to do for me um, mm. with somebody else because he talked a lot of game. And then the last year of our relationship, it didn't happen. So... I think for me, it was really, really hard to see that relationship progress in the way that I wanted it to progress with us. And so, no, I will not ever be friends with him. I cannot be friends with him because I truly did love him and I, and I don't think I could ever be friends with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in, for me, also, also how things out. ended, also how things ended yes. and that has to deal with that as well mm-hmm. too, because I will say that the college boy, I was deeply in love with him mm-hmm. and for like three years, I watched him. I watched him kiss another girl in front of me at a party. Mm. I was literally, let me set up the scene for you real quick. I'm at this party, my senior year of college, my first senior year. I did two senior years because I had to go to school for five years. Anyways, I was a double major. Anyways, so my first senior year, I'm at this house party on a, in a beach house. Mm. And I, he arrived uh, he found out about the party and he like tapped me on the shoulder. And I was like, Hey stranger, how's it going? Haven't seen you in forever. Cause I was trying to distance myself from him. I was trying to get over him. Wasn't working. And everybody, this is all theater people, by the way, this is a theater department party. Everybody in the theater department knew I was in love with him. Knew we had a past. Knew I was in love with him. Knew I was obsessed. And just like everybody vowed, don't go after him or else you will, like, you know, just packed like you know just don't mess with him like he's off limits um mm-hmm. or else emily will kill you kind of thing <laughs> and yeah it wasn't out of sympathy it was threatening <laughs> but i remember there was a freshman she had no idea about anything between me and him yeah and i saw him there talking to her and i was just like well this hurts and i'm like a little tipsy at this point and i go out to the balcony and my friend follows me out there and I was like, he's like, why are you out here? Like, what's going on? I was like, it's just hard for me to like see him talking to like that girl. Like, it's just like, and I don't really know if I want how much longer I want to be here. Like I may leave soon just cause like, it's hard for me to watch that. Like I ha- I've seen him, I had saw him prior like that year at a party flirting with another girl. And mm-hmm. I had a full on panic attack because my DD was drunk and I could not leave the party. Yeah. Like I, it was so bad. Yeah. I remember and you telling me about this. That was like one of my very first panic attacks. Like, and that boy, that same boy came out. He saw I was having a panic attack, came out and like calmed me down and got rid of my panic attack because mm-hmm. he knew how to treat it and everything. I'm out, I'm out on this balcony and my friend, he's drunk. He is blackout drunk. He's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't go do that. He's like, no, I got this. I got this. So like, I'm on this balcony. It's like wall to wall windows that I'm looking at. Like there is not a wall in sight. I can see everything. And they are standing in front of these glass windows talking. And he was just like, just stop like trying to like pressure me. Like it meant nothing. Like what happened between us was like nothing. And he like shoved my friend off of him, turned around, grabbed the girl and kissed her. And I'm like, that's, I can't look away. And I just look down and I'm just like, 
Yeah, I think if I jumped on this balcony, I would die right now. I think that I would die instantly. That's what I really want to do right now. Like, I really was, like, I was trapped. I was, like, I just literally want to yeet myself off this balcony and just kill myself right now because this was torture. And it took literally him moving away for me to start getting over him. And now he's in a relationship with one of his best friends. And that's great. I'm so happy for them. But it took so many years for me to get to that place yeah. where I could see him with somebody else yeah, and be happy for him because all I ever wanted for, was for him to be happy. Right. But it took distance. It took me not seeing him, me not talking to him ever mm-hmm. um, for me to get to that point. It's not something I think when you're in love with somebody, it's not something you can just easily bounce back to. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it like a hundred percent depends on whether or not like you've actually moved on because I think if you have, it's going to be easier for you to actually see them in that relationship and be happy for them because also, ultimately, closure. yeah, closure. I didn't, ha- I did not have closure with him. Yeah. Um, we never really like officially ended things. So that was one reason. So sorry, continue. No, no, you're good. No, no, you actually do really need closure or well, sometimes you don't get it, but that does you have to make your own yeah, yeah you have to make your own closure but because like ultimately you want to see them happy you want them to be happy you want to be happy that's the ultimate goal but i think if you're yeah. still caught up on them or you're still mm-hmm. in love with them it's going to be really difficult for you to be happy for them in their new relationship and it will probably be even harder to actually see them in public if you ever have to experience that I feel bad for you, and I am sorry. Trust me, I've dealt with it. Um, I was there. <laughs> twice. Twice it happened. It was great. <sighs> First time you weren't there. Nope. First time when he was alone. Oh, he, we were not there. If you're curious about this story, listen to our very first episode. Um, we talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I saw the doctor, like, literally two weeks after he dumped me. I was alone. That was fine. It was torture. Absolute torture. And then... After me and the musician broke up, uh, I saw the doctor on a date with another girl, and Hannah was there and had to drive my car away for me because I was physically like frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's not fun. Was not it's good. not fun. It was not good. No. But one thing I've also never done, because we're, I'm, I'm trying all things new, I'm just like, let's try to be friends. I don't know if I'm going to do this one, but you have done this. One question we got was how can you reconcile with an ex? It's like you want to get your ex back. How do you go about doing that? You've done that. You're living proof that you've done that. Yeah. What's your tips? (laughs) I literally did nothing. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Honestly, to be honest. um, How did that all start, though? Like, how did the connection start again? So I really did nothing. I had actually completely moved on from him, broke up with my ex, you know, was living life. Morning, you were living the single life for, for morning, the first time in a while. Morning, a four and a half year relationship. It's so fine. I wasn't even really living the single life. I was like very sad. <laughs> Just crying in the club. It's Literally fine. would randomly cry at work. It was great. It was so much fun. But... Yeah, he just like randomly texted me out of the blue and I had actually deleted his number because I had like previously ignored his text uh like years ago. And so <laughs> I still have his I still had his number memorized. The minute I saw the number, I, I literally okay, I remember it clear as day. I was in old navy dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I I rarely shop at Old Navy, but they were having a great deal as they always do. Uh, so rightly so. I was in the Old Navy dressing room. I saw his digits 
literally his digits, the numbers, because <laughs> I don't have it where you can read the text. And I think I blacked out because somehow <laughs> I, I was sitting on the bench and I don't remember like going from my standing try on position to sitting on the bench. <laughs> So I blacked out in the dressing room. It's fine. And, um, <laughs> and I read the text, and it was something so random. It was like, hey, don't know if this is still your number. You know, that, like, whole, like, yeah. hey, don't know if this is still your yeah. Like, what's been going on with you? Like, he had no idea. Like, he thought I was engaged. He thought, right. like, like, he legit was like, whenever we started dating, he was like, I thought about texting you for months and I didn't I like waited and waited until I was like 100% ready to like text you and like find out that you were engaged about to be married <laughs> and so um it ended up being like really sweet we just like had a really random conversation and then we texted for a while and then I don't know like we saw each other out and we went out and we went I'm just trying to like remember it was like just like I don't even remember, to be completely honest, like, the whole, like, steps to getting there, but... I just remember, like, you texting me, like, you're never gonna guess who texted me, and I was like, who? And then you said him, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was really, it was seriously the most random thing that has ever happened to me. But when you started dating again, like, you kind of started off, like, on a clean slate. Like, he wanted to, he wanted to, like, re-meet me. Like, yes, yes. Like, you really wanted to start off, like, he especially really, I felt like, wanted to start off, like, on a clean slate. Yeah. Um, he did. I, it took me, a, it took me a bit to get there, mm-hmm. um, because part of me still wanted to, like, rehash the past, but mm-hmm. that is, it's hard to, it's hard to do that, because if you live in the past, especially with something like this, you're never going to create, like, the future that you want, because, you're going to be so hung up on what happened and why it happened and like why he broke your 15 year old heart. And like, it was really like a dumb reason anyways. Um, and so it's in my opinion, yes, starting off with a clean slate was probably the best thing that we could have done. I was like, well, cause I think like so many couples, like, they get back together only to jump back into like the same relationship. Oh, I can tell you and all about that. They can commit and they commit like the same mistakes, which inevitably just leads to unhappiness i mm-hmm. think yeah for sure i know you can tell me all about that because <laughs> trust me <laughs> well I'm like i feel like you especially like at the first like you kind of like lived in fear a little bit that it was going to end again that he was going to leave oh yeah 100 percent. and that's never a good way to start a relationship Mm-mm. so i really did have to like change my mindset and like he kind of not I don't want to say that he had to like prove to me because like I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to prove prove their worth yeah. to yeah. me but in a sense like he had to show me that he was as committed as I was and that um, it was different this and time and it was like he I didn't even have to like I didn't do like he just did it like he just he just showed me and um but there was, was literal years between your first relationship and this one to show that he actually like took time to grow yeah, like 10 whole years. Yeah. A I whole think. ass decade. A whole, a whole ass, ass decade. decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe it's nine. I don't really know. I mean, I don't Something know. Like that. Anyways, around the equivalent. That's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think the, the the biggest tip I could give if 
this is something that you're dealing with or considering is like you have to communicate up front what your intentions are and you Mm -hmm. have to be honest about what you want out of this new relationship and like the future. And I know that seems like, wait, what? But especially for me, like we've already had, like we already have had time together. Like we sort of know each other. We sort of like, I mean, I didn't know him. Like it was, I was honestly like relearning him, if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I also well, like I mean, who you are as a teenager versus who you are as adults. Yeah. A hundred percent different. And like, I just like communicated with him up front. I was like, like, I, yes, I want to give this a shot, but like, I need you to be honest with me throughout the entire relationship. Like, if you don't feel like you want to be with me, like, I need you to tell me. Don't so, be afraid of, like, hurting your like, feelings Don't be thing. afraid. Like, I would, I was like, you just need to be honest and I'm going to be honest with you. And like, we need to communicate if things are, like, weird or if something makes us uncomfortable or if we say something from the past, like, talk about something from the past that we really don't want. And, like, his whole thing is, like... It's in the past. We can't change it. But he, mm-hmm. he does like to talk about some stuff. Like he'll mm-hmm. randomly be like, oh, remember that time? Which is kind of fun. But, like, but, but not like rehashing old things that went wrong. It's right. Like for instance, like if one relationship, like not with you, but like talking about like anybody else, like say like you were in a relationship where they cheated and mm-hmm. like now you're trying to get back together. It's like if you bring up like the fact that they cheated on you in the last time that you were together, that you're never, it's like you're harboring like resentment for that and like you're never gonna be able to give that person a fair chance to like prove themselves again as a new like almost you need to treat like a brand new relationship in a way yeah and it it, and it is like especially for me i feel like whenever i tried to like get back with my actual ex um (laughs) it it didn't feel like a new relationship whereas this with so many years in between like it's a whole new thing so I think um, making up with an ex could be, like, an amazing thing, like it was for you guys. But I also think, like, a lot of people are naive and think it's, like, once you're back together, everything will just automatically be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we can just pick up where we left off kind of thing. It's, like, it's not friendship. It's yeah. a completely different thing. And that's yeah. why I said, like, starting off, like, on a clean slate, I think, is the best thing you can get. It's a fair chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you're just, you're trusting that you can wipe everything clean and that this person, especially if you're the one that fucked up the last time. You're hoping that this person is not going to hold that resentment against you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're trying to l- constantly live up against your past self, yeah. like, you're never going to win. Your current version is never going to win. You have to be able to have a fair chance mm-hmm. um, and not feel like you're being compared to a shadow version of you. Right, yeah. And I think sometimes it's important to remember that it doesn't always work out the second time or the third time or however many times (laughs) i was listening to lynn and stella's new album which if you haven't listened to it you i don't know what you're doing with your life it slaps Um, it's so good i freaking love her but she has a song called bend over backwards and she says in her song i can compromise i'm willing to try i'll put in the work but i won't bend over backwards Mm. and i feel like that's really important to remember to make sure that the give and take is relatively equal in the relationship and you're not giving too much and they're taking too much. Like it's really important Mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, you're not bending over backwards to make this relationship work a third or a fourth time. Like just keep that in mind. I think also like one thing I want to quickly interject because I know this has nothing to do with any questions we've been asked, but it's something that I've thought about recently, like with this breakup, you know, like when it ended, I was like, it doesn't feel like an end. 
like it, it didn't feel like it was over and maybe that's because like maybe there's some reason for it or maybe it's because like it was a healthy <laughs> breakup yeah. and i'm not used to it i'm used to the fighting i'm used to the constant like burning bridges fire hate screw you block like it being a definitive fire hate <laughs> get my dragon out of the backpack <laughs> war oh what is it good for but like i'm used to it being like a complete closed bookcase kind of thing not having that open like what could come out of this maybe friendship i'm not used to having that open-ended question at the end of it and i've had some friends be like you know maybe there's a reason and like she's like maybe like some of my friends have been like maybe it's not bad to hold on to hope of y'all getting back together and it's like that's the thing if you hold on to that hope, you can never move on or be friends. It's not healthy to hold on to that hope. Is it okay to wish that? Yes. Is it okay to think that that's what's going to happen and, and deny yourself of other relationships? Because that's the thing I can think of. I think of a lot of people when they get into friendships like that, they don't try to actively get into new relationships because they're waiting. They're waiting out. They're waiting for that for person the- to be like, oh, wait, this is my soulmate. I'm going to marry her. Here we are. And- and it's like, now I have that you. realization. I don't think guys have that. Guys do not have that realization. No, they, like we said in our last episode, if they wanted to be with you, they would be with you. I don't care how big their pride is. I don't, I don't care. If a guy wanted to be with you, they, they, they swallow their pride. If they are getting off their video game to hang out with you, <laughs> you know. And they're ditching the boys on a Saturday. You know it's real. Yes. So I, I think that's the healthy mindset to go with. It's not... Yeah, it's probably nice to have hope, but don't, you know, don't hold out for that. Don't stop living your life. Don't stop dating people. Don't stop meeting people because you're holding out for this one person. Yeah. Because if they wanted to be with you, they wouldn't have ended it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Especially the other one that ended it. If you ended it, well, it might be different. I don't know. We kind of talked about this earlier, but the last question we had was, what should you do if you run into your ex in public or worse, on a date? Run. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know a healthy company. I don't know a healthy way to go about this. Honestly, I did see the doctor on the date like I talked about. And Hannah was like, we'll just do a U-turn. We won't have to drive by. I was like, no, drive by. I want to see what she looks like. And I was like, oh, my God, you really want me to drive by? Okay, here we go. (laughs) I was so against it. I was like, I really want to pull a Yui right here. You should have. Honestly, I was like, drive by. I want to see what the bitch looks like. I mean. I didn't see her face, so I can't say anything. But you're like, are you sure they were on a date? I'm like, Hannah, she was holding his hand and, like, cuddling him. Yeah, they were on a fucking date. And a lame-ass date, but a date regardless. They were literally looking at, like, They were looking pot. at a statue. They were looking at a statue of a teapot. Honestly, not 10 out of 10. If he took me on that date, I would have been offended. Either way, I was like, this is disgusting. Atrocious. I don't know. I really don't know how to handle this. I think... You have to decide if you are willing to be cordial and like, oh, wave you should be cordial. You should say be cordial. Hi. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think what I'm saying is like, you have to decide if you're going to be cordial and like wave and say hi, or if you're just going to kind of like ignore them. Like if you're not ready to say that or you're not there yet. If it was know. me, if it was me and I was out and I saw any of my exes. We're going to exclude the doctor because he doesn't remember faces, so it's not like he would recognize me. But if I was out on a date and any of my exes, like, ever saw them, I would wait until we made eye contact. 
Like, if he saw me, I would wait for him to acknowledge me, honestly. Yeah, I don't think I, don't I, I would initiate it. I don't think I would, like, walk out of my way to be like, hey. <laughs> I mean, if I saw the doctor on the day with another girl, I'd go up to the girl and be like, run. Which takes Just us back run. to our first step. Just <laughs> run. <laughs> Just run. But, like, I'm also the kind of person, it's like, I'm not going to fucking leave because you're here. I'm establishing dominance over this place right here. I don't care if I was, you were here before I was. I am staying to show that yeah. I am unbothered by this because I am an alpha. <laughs> I am the Leo. Move out of my way. I think that's, for me, it comes down to, like, a power thing. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I think if it's hard for you to see that, don't torture yourself by, like, my thinking, like, you have to stay and, like, establish dominance and stuff like that. Like, no, if, like, if it's physically hurting you to see them on a date with another person, like, don't torture yourself like that. I think that that's just masochism. (laughs) I think learning that your ex is in a new relationship, though, does force you to move on with your life. And as painful as it feels, it's honestly like a golden gift to disguise because it gives you the push that you need to show that, okay, they're moved on. You need to be too. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're moving on just as a distraction. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a good push for you to get on with the grieving process. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I think it would help. I don't know. I haven't seen any of my exes in public, so. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that happens. I know. I need to knock on wood again. I'm waiting for that text. Quarantine's really helped you out with that. So I think that about wraps up our episode for today. We hope you guys enjoyed this, and thank you for giving us your questions. But our survival tip is exes can be complicated, but as long as you have good intentions, no matter if it's friendship or reconciliation, and you maintain honesty with each other, anything can be possible. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out, guys. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.